This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so let's bring in an expert, somebody who actually knows about soccer, as opposed to me. Let's bring in Sebastian Salazar, host on ESPN and host of Football Americas on ESPN+. He is live from Qatar, so a big thank you for joining us, first of all, because, you know, that's a big deal. And also a shout-out for the play you gave us last time you were on the show, uh, Christian Pulisic, to score a goal plus 280. Mm -hmm. I tailed you on that, my friend, and I won me some money because that was the only goal scored in that game uh, between the United States uh, and Iran. So first of all, let's uh, take a step back. And can you put into words how big some of these upsets were yesterday? Yeah, so to kind of Jenk's point about the tournament starting to kick off, one of the best moments of the World Cup is the last day of the group phase because on the last day of group phase, the games have to be played simultaneously, so nobody has an advantage. So it's total scoreboard watching. You're, you're watching the, the game that your team is in, but you're also very much focused on what's happening in the other game, and, and there can be dramatic swings. The group you're talking about yesterday, there was a moment where Japan and Costa Rica, the two underdogs in the group, were the two teams that were going through, and that was with 30 minutes left in the game. So that meant Spain and Germany, two big-time powerhouse footballing nations, were going out. now. In the end, Spain ends up getting through, even though they lost to Japan. Germany is the team eliminated, but we saw it yesterday as well. Jenks, you pointed out Belgium's going home. A lot of people had them pegged as a tournament favorite. Morocco ends up winning that group. Nobody saw that coming. So it has been a little bit of a a tournament of upset so far, and there's been some big European powers that have already gone by the wayside. And I think that's the most surprising thing we usually see the european teams dominate uh, at the world cups and that has not been the case so far here today so yeah it has been a surprising tournament so far and the last few days have just been so dramatic with all the wild swings as the group phase comes to a close sebastian we were all worried about christian Pulisic and whether or not he was going to play after leaving in that game against iran and he said yesterday and i quote he did not get hit in the balls that's his direct quote it was just a groin <laughs> shot he says he's going to be fine so because he's okay how huge is it that he will play in this next match no it's it's absolutely massive and actually the u.s team just wrapped up their press conference greg berhalter the manager said it's looking quote pretty good so the fact that we saw Pulisic on the podium yesterday, the fact that the manager's saying he's he looks fit today, uh, I think is a pretty good indication he's go. You can't overstate the value of Christian Pulisic. Let's just start with the emotions. Like He is the poster boy for this team. He is the figurehead. And even though he's very young, he's the guy that all the other young guys on this team, because let's remind folks, this is the second youngest team at this World Cup. And they would be the youngest if it wasn't for the fact they included Tim Ream, who's 35 years old in the roster. He literally single-handedly made them older than Ghana, who is actually the youngest team in this tournament. But all those young guys, they look up to Christian. He was the first guy to go over there, slog his way through a German academy, find success, get that big money transfer to a major team in Chelsea. And all those guys want to follow in his footsteps. If he wasn't there against Netherlands, it would be a big emotional letdown. On top of that, he's their most goal-dangerous player. That's the reality. He provided the assist in the first game. He slams one off the crossbar against England, and he gets a decisive goal against Iran and that'll be the focus for Netherlands defense they've got a very solid defense that that's maybe the strength of this Dutch side they're going to be focused on Christian Pulisic if you take him out you know it allows them to then kind of more evenly distribute their defense now they got to lock in on Christian and don't forget this U.S. team has other dangerous players Tim Way is having a good tournament Serginho Dest who was born 
uh, a Dutch citizen and is actually going to be going up against his own you know, native country. That could be a very interesting matchup for him. He's goal dangerous as well. We haven't seen Weston McKinney, a midfielder who has a lot of goals in his game, get one yet. He came close uh, in the match against England. So I think Pulisic's presence is something that makes everybody else on the team better. And, you know, having him is like, it's like going into battle with your captain, with your leader. Even though he's not the guy that wears the armband, not having him would have been just a huge dagger for this U.S. team. All right, Sebastian. So let's talk about the U.S. Uh, men's national team next game against the Netherlands. The odds right now over at BetMGM is the Netherlands minus 106 on the money line, the draw plus 228, and the United States plus 326 on the money line. So clearly big underdogs in this one. Total two and a half goals. The under heavily juiced at minus 169. You gave us some winners last time around. Is there any angle here that you think is worth exploiting? Look, I, I think the U.S. is an incredible value here. I really do. Uh, Jenks, I know what you're talking about with the Dutch. You know, they, they yeah. have a good run. But here's the thing. They're not the Dutch team that finished third in the 2014 World Cup. They're not the same Dutch team that made it to the final of 2010. We had a, a colleague of ours from ESPN Netherlands on our show. You mentioned Football Americas uh, last night. They're very, very pessimistic, even more so. And he said, look, that's culturally how the Dutch are. But he said, yeah. we're very, they're actually turning off the TV in Netherlands because of how this team is playing. The ratings have gone down game to game to game in the World Cup. And you never see that in a footballing nation. So they are not impressed with this Dutch team. It doesn't have the firepower of old. And they have a lot of players who are not right now in the elite level. You mentioned they have one of the best players in the world. You're probably talking about Virgil van Dijk. You got another guy, Frankie de Jong. These guys play for big clubs. There's only like two guys. You know, they got five or six guys that play for Ajax in the Dutch league, which is a good level, but not the elite level in their starting lineup. And they have some players who you're, you're saying, that guy's good enough to make the Dutch league? Like, the Dutch team, really? Like, that dude doesn't make the team in 2014. That dude doesn't make the team in 2010. So I think it's important to acknowledge this is not, you know, your grandfather's Netherlands of the 70s that invented total football and, you know, used to make it to finals of World Cups as if it was, mm -hmm. you know... Nothing for them. So I think this U.S. team also matches up very well. We talked about how young they are. That means you're athletic. If you watch how Netherlands plays, they like to slowly ping it around. I think that's one of the reasons Dutch fans are turning their TV off. They call it boring. This U.S. team is going to press them. They're going to make this Dutch team uncomfortable. And I think there's going to be some opportunities for the United States early in this game. So I really like the U.S. I'm seeing, you said plus 325. I think that's a good value. If you want a little bit more safety, you can get them – to advance at around plus 170, 160. That means they would get through either on penalties or an extra time. Uh, and I, I really like the U.S. there. I actually think there will be goals in this game. I think that the Dutch defense is not as good as, as maybe people think it is. Virgil van Dijk is this great player. He has a great reputation. He had an injury a couple years ago. I don't think he's the same guy, and he's the leader of that back line. And I like this U.S. team. I like how they're playing. I think they have not, they've been unlucky not to score more. So I think there could very well be some goals in this game. And I think the U.S. defense has maybe overperformed, right? They over-delivered. If we look at kind of how many goals they've conceded versus what they actually are, what their level actually is, they'll be tested more than they have at any other point in this tournament. I don't know what Christian Pulisic's to score odds are. But he's your guy here. Anytime score, I think Hammer Pulisic again. He's the most goal dangerous guy. 
He's also the penalty kick taker for the U.S., so, so that's going to be a, a huge factor in his favor. And then I think Timothy Way is another guy to look at as an anytime sport from an American perspective. From a Dutch perspective, and I learned the pronunciation, I've been saying Cody Gakpo. Uh, we yeah. had our Dutch colleague I mentioned. It's, it's Cody Gakpo. Gakpo, okay? Uh, he's got three goals so far in the tournament. He's an aerial threat. Uh, it's G-A-K-P-O. So, so you can find him there in your, in your anytime scores. He would be a very good uh, a very good bet as well. Yeah, if you want to know the odds on, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, it starts with the G, <laughs> Gakpo. I don't know. He's plus yeah. 188. Uh, the two Americans that you mentioned, Polisic and Wea, are each plus 350. Excellent insight as always, all the way from Qatar. So thank you for joining us, Sebastian. I know that you are super busy this time of year. Great stuff from Sebastian Salazar of ESPN. Check out his stuff on ESPN Plus. Football, uh, football, Americanus on ESPN Plus. Sebastian, thanks for joining us. Weston McKinney anytime score might not be a bad shout either. Set pieces could be a, a big differentiator in this game. He scores big goals in big games, and he's great with his head. Oh, love it. Who was that? One more time. Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney. He's the guy with the red, white, and blue hair that plays in the midfield. You'll you'll spot him as soon as the game starts. I just wanted to make sure people knew that because last time out, like I said, you won me some money. So thank you, my friend. All right, coming up next on the Daily Tip, we will talk player props in the NFL with Faraz Siddiqui. Once again, that was uh, Sebastian Salazar on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. So USA Moneyline, correct? That's so the way to playing? go. As Sebastian texted me while I was getting my <laughs> hair cut in the middle of the game last time, and he was like, boom, boom, that hit, that hit. I mean, he knows his soccer. He's as good as it gets. And also, please, Please play Gio Reyna. Why has he not played one of the best players on that team? We've heard that even his teammates are looking around like, dude, why isn't he in the lineup more? So maybe that's something to watch out for on Saturday morning. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.